Hi, this is Sherry at the Intentional Home Podcast, where I share tips and resources to help you live with intention and purpose. This is episode number 49, and today we are going to be continuing our talk about gut health, and we're going to specifically be looking at diet changes. Now, if you missed last episode, episode number 48, I shared um, just from our personal life what's been going on with my 15-year-old son, Jonathan, and kind of what spurred me on into more research on gut health and the kinds of things that we can do naturally to improve our gut health and how that plays into what my son Jonathan is dealing with. So if you want to go back to episode 48 and catch up on what is going on, that would be um, probably helpful. But over the next several episodes, I'm going to just kind of dig into a little bit more specifically on things that that we did, um, things that our functional doctor had us do with Jonathan to help him as he uh, is on his road to healing. Just to recap, he was diagnosed with Crohn's disease last November. And so we've been dealing with that and working with a functional doctor to help his body to heal. And he's doing really well and is really making a lot of good progress. And, um, but because of all of that, like I said, because of the issues that we've dealt with, with Jonathan, it kind of forced me to do much more research than I've done before on gut health. So what I want to look at today is what our functional doctor kind of started us doing right off the bat. Actually, I kind of started doing it before we even went to the functional doctor because of just the limited research I did online about Crohn's. Everything that I read told me that you needed to eliminate inflammation-causing foods, which the biggest culprits are sugar, gluten, and dairy. So I just figured uh, when Jonathan got out of the hospital after he had surgery last November that we would probably need to to really change his diet and eliminate all of those things just to reduce that inflammation in his body and help. At least that was a first start. So before we even went to any doctors, before we went to um, even our, our medical doctor, before we went to the gastroenterologist, before we went to the functional doctor that we've ended up um, going to and helping us, I just decided that we would start him on that. So he probably, it was about a week, I think, before we actually went to the pediatric gastroenterologist to start with. Um, but I do want to note here, because of all the things that I had read online, people who had Crohn's, people who uh, had things like ulcerative colitis or irritable bowel syndrome, so many of these people on, on the websites and the different medical places where I looked online, many of them were able to control the symptoms and to really heal from these things through changing their diet. And most of them said they eliminated gluten, dairy, and sugar. Those were the three things that they took out, at least to start with. And so 
after my son Jonathan's surgery and we were meeting with the surgeon and talking with him, his recommendation obviously was to go to the pediatric gastroenterologist and they would probably be getting him on drugs right away. In fact, they even prescribed something. Our regular doctor prescribed uh, some kind of an anti-inflammatory drug. I can't remember what it was, but he prescribed something for Jonathan right off the bat that they wanted us to get on until we could get him to the gastroenterologist and get him on um, the Humira. So we didn't, well, we weren't sure about that to start with, but what really gave us the red flags was when I brought up the fact that I asked him, the surgeon, if Jonathan would need to change his diet, that there was foods that he was going to have to stay away from. Because of my research I did in the hospital while Jonathan was recovering from surgery, I, um, I knew there was something to it. And when the surgeon flat out told us that it did not matter what he ate, he could pretty much eat whatever he was eating before, it didn't matter, that threw up a lot of red flags to me. And like I said in, in the last episode, I don't want to bash the doctors because I think many of them, you know, the only thing they know is the drugs and the medications to prescribe. They don't have the training in the nutrition and the more natural things that can be done to help your body heal. Um, so because of that, we decided not to do any of the drugs until we could meet with a, a functional doctor. And so we left the hospital after he got out. We had about a week until we met with the, uh, the pediatric gastroenterologist. I think we had that on like a Thursday. I think we had an appointment on a Thursday with them. And so I was planning on bringing up all of these questions with them as well, because I figured they're the specialists. I kind of didn't, I assumed that the surgeon maybe didn't know quite as much about Crohn's and what would, you know, what kind of treatments are available. But I figured the pediatric gastroenterologist would know a lot more and would be willing to work with us in trying to maybe address his diet first before we, um, you know, jumped to doing any of those drugs that have really serious side effects and they're drugs that you would have to be on the rest of your life. And so when we met with the pediatric gastroenterologist, um, she also told us when I brought up the questions about his diet, she also basically said it didn't matter, didn't matter what he ate, that really the only thing that would help him the most was to getting on Humira. And so that just didn't set well. It didn't set well with me and my husband. And so um, we had an appointment scheduled for the next day on Friday with a functional doctor. So we went to that appointment with just hoping, not sure what this doctor would recommend but hoping that they would be willing to listen. And God is so good. We were, were so relieved after that appointment. The doctors there encouraged us. They could not believe that they had told us that diet did not matter. They said that is totally not right. And 
they said there's so much that we can do naturally to help Jonathan to figure out what is causing this in his gut to try to address that problem and not just jump to drugs right away. I mean, they admitted that there are some people that they have such severe cases that the diet and the changes don't always help and or at least help enough. And so we, you know, I don't know if Jonathan, I don't really feel like he had a severe case of Crohn's. I know he had a, he had a perforated bowel and he did have to have surgery. He had an abscess that had formed because the body was trying to heal and to close off that area that was perforated. Um, It was pretty serious because, you know, that abscess could have burst. But um, as far as, you know, he didn't have a lot of the usual symptoms of Crohn's and maybe it would have gotten to that point. But, um, but anyway, we felt really good about the appointment. And so they set up a plan for Jonathan to start on that would kind of uh, help to start addressing his diet and the things that he's eating. They did some other things as far as some additional supplements. Um, They ordered some testing done with, uh, you know, doing like the stool testing and they did like a a breath test that would test for um, like, I think they call it a SIBO test where they test for infections in the, like the upper GI tract and stuff. So they did some, some really thorough testing to find out um, what was going on in his gut. And we found out he had a lot going on in there besides the inflammation and the the bleeding in his intestines, he had some major, major infections going on in there. And so they, they started out, uh, besides the diet, they did do some other things with, uh, some supplements and giving him some herbal, uh, antibiotics instead of using just the prescription antibiotics that would wipe out his, his gut. We opted to go for a, a longer term natural herbal antibiotic that would help to take care of those infections. It would take a longer period of time. Um, but we went ahead and did that. But uh, today I really want to focus on the diet because I, I asked them about the diet and they said, definitely there are some things that we need to do. And there's one diet that's become fairly popular and it's called the autoimmune protocol diet. And it's a diet that's not meant to be on for a long time. It's a pretty restrictive diet and they, they do take out, you know, sugar and gluten and dairy and there's other things that are that you're not supposed to eat because they're all things. Basically what this diet is is it takes out any food that is known to cause inflammation in your body. And so you kind of have a safe list of things that you can have. And it's for a set period of time, like a month I think they want you to do this. And then after a month, then you can start adding foods back in. And I'm going to put some links in the show notes. I'll put links to the website that has a lot of information on the autoimmune protocol diet. And this uh, lady uh, that runs this website has also written some really good books with recipes and things that you can do if you're having to follow this diet. So... Anyway, so we did that with Jonathan um, as best we could. We followed that diet for a little while. And then 
after a while, Jonathan kind of knew the foods that bothered him, that kind of gave him gas and just kind of didn't feel good. So we knew the foods that we needed to kind of stay away from. And what what we've settled into, and it's going to be different for each person because as your gut heals, there are certain foods that you may not be able to tolerate right away. But as your gut heals, then you may be able to start adding some of those foods back in. And, you know, if they bother you, then you just have to put it on your no list for a little bit longer and keep trying. Now, we did find out through the testing that Jonathan does have a gluten uh, sensitivity. So he doesn't have anything really bad like celiac. But because of his already existing issues with his intestines, we wanted to make sure we uh, removed anything that could be causing problems. So he is most likely going to have to be gluten-free the rest of his life. As far as the sugar and the dairy, um, we, we have ended up not totally taking those out. I have replaced um, a lot of most of the dairy that he has. He used to have a lot of cereal and milk, um, but we've replaced that with like gluten-free granola and uh, like almond milk or cashew milk. So we've replaced a lot of dairy. The only dairy he really has now, he does have some butter, but not, um, not straight butter. I use some butter in some cookies that I make for him, but uh, he doesn't have straight butter. The only thing he really has, he has a little bit of cheddar cheese when I make uh, his gluten-free pizza. And uh, that's really the only dairy he has, but he used to eat a lot of dairy, a lot of yogurt, cottage cheese, milk, a lot, a lot of dairy. Um, so we've kind of cut that way, way back. And the sugar, the same thing. I've tried to replace um, just your regular white sugar. He can have things like honey. He can have coconut sugar, I think, and there may be some other things. He can do like, um, oh, what is that? There's another kind of sugar, a natural sugar. Uh, monk fruit. Yeah, monk fruit sugar. So there's some more natural sugars. I think he can have stevia too. But um, I've been able to find some things that I can, you know, some recipes that I can make for him that give him a lot of the equivalent of what he had before without all of the sugar and the gluten and stuff. So I've been able to find some gluten-free flours that we like. I've figured out how I can make some waffles for him that he really likes and some cookies and things like that. So there are things that you can do to, to help replace that. And again, it's going to be different for every person. But for him, we've kind of been able to settle down on on kind of what he can have and what he can't have and... Uh, and just have kind of been listening to his body and doing what we needed to do. So I want to just encourage you because um, just backing up a little bit, you know, when you're when you're dealing with gut issues, almost every single time there are things that can be done with your diet that can help your body whether you're able to totally do it without drugs at all, or maybe just some, or maybe drugs for a while until you can get your body better. But um, usually there are things you can do that will at least help, if not totally heal you from these problems. 
And just be prepared that your your regular doctor will most likely not know anything and will actually maybe even make you feel like you don't know what you're talking about. Um, just I want to share just a quick story. When uh, after Jonathan came home from the hospital, he had one little episode about, uh, I don't know, maybe it was like a week after he got home. He had one little episode where he was having some severe pain uh, and we, we took him in. What ended up happening is he had some infection going on at his incision site. And um, anyway, but when we were in the emergency room, the emergency room doctor was, she was going through his medical records. She asked us, you know, she was kind of verifying that he was on this drug that the doctor had prescribed for him, which they had called it into the pharmacy, but we had never gone in and, and, and filled it. And so she, I told her that we were deciding not to do the drugs and that we were, you know, doing dietary changes. And so I told her what we were doing. I shared that we were, you know, he was going gluten-free and dairy-free and sugar-free, mostly sugar-free, mostly dairy-free, but totally gluten-free. And um, just removing all of those things that were inflammatory out of his body and to help his body heal. And after I told her that, she just looked at me with like a look on her face, like I didn't know what I was talking about. And she said, well, how is he going to get his protein? And uh, what do you say? I said, well, meat, you know, he eats hamburger and chicken and ham and, you know, fish. <laughs> I said, but so I just want to just prepare you that your regular doctor may not know and they may make you feel dumb, like just because they don't know and they don't have the training in it. And, you know, you have to be careful. You don't want to come across like you're, uh, you know, like you're like, you know, it all. You don't want to do that either. But at the same time, don't be afraid to tell your doctor that you really want to get a second opinion, that you want to do some more research because when you're talking about some of these drugs like Humira that have some really, really, really scary side effects, um, you know, you get you, you have the right to decide to choose to do some more research to find out for sure before you make that step if you really feel like you need to do that. So, you know, find a good functional doctor. And that's willing to work with you, a doctor that will look at diet and see if there's things that you can do to change to help your body heal, uh, a doctor that will do the types of tests that won't just prescribe something to, you know, relieve the symptoms, but will actually do tests to try to get to the root of the problem and not just put a Band-Aid on the symptoms. Like I said, one of the, the tests that they did on Jonathan was a, a stool test and I'm not sure what it's called. I can't remember, but it's a very thorough test. It's not cheap. It costs a few hundred dollars to do, but it's a thorough test and it gives you all kinds of results from if there's any kind of uh, infections going on, if there's any blood in his stool, what the inflammation marker is. It'll tell you if there's any um, like parasites or anything like that. I mean, it is so thorough that you know exactly what is going on in your gut from that test. And, you know, by doing that test, we found out that Jonathan had some major, major infections going on, including 
C. diff, which is a very serious infection, along with some other infections and overgrowth of bad bacteria growing in there. And so, you know, if we would have never done that test, we wouldn't have known. And, and some of those infections are known for causing perforated bowels. And so, you know, we were getting to the bottom of the issue, the root of the problem, and we were getting that addressed. And in the process, his body has been able to heal. And, you know, I've shared in the previous episode that he no longer has blood in his stool. He has gained like 20 plus pounds since his surgery in November. Um, He's just doing really, really well. And so I just want to encourage you, you know, don't let the doctors feel like you don't know what you're talking about. Um, Go ahead and, and search. If you don't know a functional doctor in your area, you know, maybe ask around if you have like a health food store. Sometimes they have lists of local doctors that are, you know, or just do a search for functional doctor or naturalistic doctor, or holistic doctor. Um, and, and you won't always, it's not always guaranteed that you'll even find a functional doctor that's willing to work with you. There's, like I said, there's, there's all different, you know, they're all different, uh, have different philosophies, I guess what I'm trying to say. So just because it's a natural type doctor doesn't necessarily mean that they'll maybe, um, have the exact, you know, plan of treatment that you might be happy with. So don't be afraid to search around until you find someone that you feel good about. And, uh, I know that we felt that with the the doctor that we met with, we just felt like such a relief and we knew that this was God's plan. We knew that this was what we needed to do. And it was just such a relief knowing that we were on the right path and a path that would bring Jonathan to, to good health and not one that would compromise his health anymore. So, um, before I close, I just want to go over a few of the resources that I'm going to put in the show notes. There are links to some uh, websites and some books and different things and uh, a, a new resource that I've just come across recently too that I've been kind of digging into and learning a little bit more. But the one, the first resource is on uh, the Paleo Mom website and she is the one who has a lot of the information on the autoimmune protocol diet. She's got some books out as well and I will link to my uh, Amazon store that has all the health books. It's got some of her books on there Um, but she's got some really good information to help you learn how to adjust your diet. And then the other, the new resources that I recently ran across, one of my newsletter readers mentioned it to me. And so I looked into it, but it's a lady, she lives in Wisconsin. She's a nutritionist by the name of Karen Hurd. It's, uh, I, I'll put her website link in the show notes, but she does, um, she heals people, people strictly through nutrition. And she's got some books out and some, uh, articles and audios that you can listen to. And I, I did go ahead and pick up her, her book. Um, it's called, and they said it wasn't possible. And that was the book that she put together on people who actually had Crohn's or irritable bowel or ulcerative colitis. They had really serious gut issues and intestinal problems. And so this book addresses how all of these people, um, she, she goes through in great detail in the book the, the process of what's happening in your body 
and the treatment plan that she puts people on to heal them. And so um, it was really interesting because it, it's a little bit different than what we've been doing with Jonathan. She talks a lot about using um, soluble fiber to help clean out the, the toxins in the bile in your, in your gut and help uh, just helping your body to uh, get rid of some of those things. And she does talk about diet as well. She talks about eating uh, lots of good protein and lots of vegetables and along with the, the beans, she talks about eating uh, lots of, like a half a cup of beans three times a day, like your black beans, kidney beans, lima beans, lentils, you know, all those kinds of things. She said those are soluble fiber that attaches itself to these toxins and removes them from the body through your bowels. So anyway, it's kind of interesting if you're, if you want to look more into that, but she's had some really, really good success treating people for all different kinds of issues, even from hormonal issues to weight loss to Crohn's to she even, uh, I was listening to one of the audios yesterday and she had a two-year-old little boy who was diagnosed with Crohn's and they were wanting, the doctors were wanting to remove his colon and the, the parents just did not feel good about it. They started going to Karen Hurd and getting help from her and she gave them what they needed to do, and uh, and that was giving him that fiber to help his body, uh, you know, get rid of some of that. And this little boy got better and did not have to have surgery. So she just got some amazing testimonies of patients that she's helped. So if that sounds interesting to you, like I said, I have not tried any of her methods with Jonathan yet anyway. Um, I've thought about trying to incorporate some of the beans. We're pretty much doing, you know, she talks about not having sugar and caffeine um, and being very, very careful to try to stay away from uh, eating a lot of fruit and no fruit juices. Um, so anyway, you can look more into her if you want some more information, but uh, she looks like another really, really good resource if you're needing some guidance. And she does do phone consultations as well. So even if you don't live close to her in Wisconsin, she does do over the phone or Skype, I think, and, and helps a lot of people that way as well. So that is what I wanted to cover, I guess, in the gluten, eliminating gluten, dairy, and sugar. Maybe real quick before I close, I'll just share... Um, some of the things that I've done, you know, there are so many gluten-free products out there. I've been able to find some gluten-free bread and like hamburger buns, uh, gluten-free, uh, all kinds of different mixes, some gluten-free granola. Um, so there, there's so much more out there than there used to be. The only thing you kind of have to watch is that some of those do tend to have a lot of sugar. So, um, you know, if something has a lot of sugar, we just try to use it very sparingly. Um, so anyway, but there are a lot of different things that you can use for the gluten-free products and gluten-free flours. Um, the dairy, I, I already mentioned that we, we've done the almond milk and cashew milk 
for any kind of dairy. I've even, I don't even buy regular milk anymore. Our whole family has pretty much just switched to using cashew milk and almond milk. And I use that in all my recipes that, you know, any kind of soups that call for milk, I just use the unsweetened, unflavored almond milk or cashew milk, and it works just fine. So those are some easy um, replacements for dairy. And sugar, like I said, you can use uh, stevia or coconut sugar or um, what was the other one? Um, Monk fruit is another one. Honey, you know, some of those natural things you can use sparingly. Again, it's one of those things you have to be, uh, be wise and use things in moderation. But if you want to, again, there's in the websites, especially the, the Paleo Mom website, uh, she has a lot of good recipes on there too that will help you uh, kind of learn how to change your diet and give you some recipes to start with. And you can look at her books and stuff too if you want some more information and how to change your eating. And I have to admit, it has not been easy over the past, you know, five or six months as I've had to kind of shift how I fix food for our family, just because a lot of the recipes I used to make, I, I really can't make anymore because Jonathan can't have it. And if I do make it, then I have to figure out how I can adjust it and substitute things in there. And a lot of times I can substitute, but if I can't, then I either have to make a, a separate little meal for Jonathan or fix something a little bit differently. But, um, but it's been worth it to see how he's improving and how his health is improving. And I know overall, it's probably helped our family in the big picture to, to do better as well and to eat better. So that is all for today. Um, again, this is kind of a little series. Episode 48 was kind of Jonathan's story of what he's gone through. Today, we were talking about the, um, what we're going to be eliminating And then in the next couple of episodes, I'm going to be talking about toxins and things that are, you know, in our home, things that we put on our bodies, things that's in the air, uh, in our cleaning products, things like that, things that we can, can do there because we don't realize sometimes the toxins that are around us that, that really do contribute to our bodies, you know, affecting our immune systems and, and helping, um, it just doesn't help our bodies to fight when we're having issues, health issues. So we're going to be looking at that. And then let's see, there was one more thing that we're going to be looking at. Let me see. The other thing we're going to be looking at is um, how to make fermented foods. So that's something that I've done some in the past and have started doing more. But I know you probably have heard a lot about taking a probiotic and uh, That is a a thing that you can do, and that's something they've had Jonathan do, but there's some fun things you can do in your own home to just make foods that you normally eat, like pickles and salsas and relishes and things like that, and you can make them fermented, which gives them a ton of nutrition, much more than you would get just buying these things in the store. So we're going to be talking about that as well in the next coming up episodes, and I'm going to be sharing some Um, resources and things that I have used to help in getting that started in my own home. So thank you again for joining me here at the Intentional Home Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to 
our podcast in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. All you have to do is just search for Intentional Home Podcast. If you would like more information about my podcast and to see the show notes with links to resources that I've mentioned in each of the podcasts, simply go to sherrygram.com forward slash podcast. Thanks and have a wonderful day.